Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the TGH podcast known as Off the Shelf. I am your host, as always, Fatal Joystick 69 here, and this is our E3 preview podcast. Next week is E3, so we're going to preview E3 this podcast. I've got the Han Solo film review for you. I've got a little bit of Dragon Ball Legends talk shop with you. So first and foremost, I'm going to start off with the Han Solo review. So if you have not seen this movie, um, actually, you know what? No, I'm going to I'm gonna cut, leave the Han Solo movie for last. Uh, actually, no, no, screw it. Spoiler-free Solo review. Short and simple, I loved it. Um, I'm not coming from the bias of a huge Star Wars fan. I'm coming from the simple fact that as a movie standpoint and kind of the... Uh, kind of almost like Star Wars Underworld, um, you know, like the the underbelly, you know, the the crime fractions, you know, bounty hunters, the smugglers, those kind of things. We haven't really seen those in a full-length feature film uh, until this film, so I kind of really liked it. I enjoyed that kind of aspect of it. Um, it was really, really great. I loved uh, kind of some loose ends that they left open. For potential future movies, uh, there at the end. That's all I'll say on that. And all in all, I give it a, I'll give it a seven and a half out of ten. Um, and that's being generous. Uh, there were some flaws with it, but for the most part, I really enjoyed the movie. It was really great. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet and you're kind of on the fence about seeing it, take my recommendation. See Solo, a Star Wars story. It's phenomenal. Um. Now, on to my Dragon Ball Legends story review so far. It's, so far the story's been cool. I mean, you're having a tournament of time where all of these uh, different kind of time, uh, people from different time periods, so you have like Vegeta from the Saiyan Saga could potentially fight Vegeta from the Super Saga, and there's a lot of stuff that could potentially happen that hasn't happened yet so far. Uh, I'm surprised where I'm at in the story so far that I haven't, that Shalot has not gone Super Saiyan yet because I'm completely caught up with the main story. Uh, I'm kind of waiting for them to release the next uh, bit of the story. And Shalot just found out what a Super Saiyan was, so I imagine he's going to be turning Super Saiyan probably here in the next couple chapters. Because there's six chapters out, and uh, I've already finished through all six. But so far, I'm really enjoying it. Enjoying it. I love their system that they use. It's excellent um, as far as that goes. You know, you can get a daily discount of one summon a day, and you get a daily uh, for like 20 chrono gems, and you get 20 chrono gems a day. So you get a pretty much free summon a day, and it's it's very user friendly and I, I don't say that but I've talked about that in greater detail um, this is more the story review the, so far the story I'm really enjoying it um, your first kind of nemesis was Raditz and then you're trained by Nappa and Vegeta and then now you're hired by Beerus because uh, essentially you're playing Shalot you know that's you can choose whatever character you want but you're playing as Shalot in this story. And so now I'm hired by Beerus to figure out who orchestrated the Tournament of Time and, and all that. So, uh, sorry, allergies are really kicking my butt today, guys. But, so, all in all, it's 
it's a really great mobile game. It's a good game to pass the time. Uh, I recommend it. I'd give that about a right now. It's at a seven and seven and a half out of ten. So a lot of seven and a half out of tens right now. All right, guys. Now this is the meat of the podcast. I have a list of games here that are either gonna be at E3 or could potentially be at E3. Um, I have two lists, two on here that may or may not be at E3, and then I have a couple that uh, I personally uh, would like to, to to see. Some of the, a lot of these are just uh, pulled off of websites, and then I'm gonna give my own kind of take on them. Um, but. Essentially, the the last two that I talk about will be my hopes for what I see at E3. Um, so first and foremost, just to get it out of the way, yes, Fallout seventy six uh, is is going to be at E three. I mean, that no big shocker there. Uh, if anybody cares to to see my opinion on Fallout seventy six, go check out the Fallout of Fallout seventy six episode. Um, so that uh, that kind of explains in detail how I feel about that game. Um, and so I won't really go into great detail on that. The next one is Rage 2, which was spoiled by Walmart in Canada. And then later then announced uh, beforehand, uh, which showed my journalistic incompetence. A little bit of that there. Uh, Rage 2, uh, based off the gameplay trailer, this looks like it's going to be a really fun shooter game. Uh, will I get it? I don't know. I didn't get Doom, uh, or Dishonor. I didn't get any of those kind of like the other Bethesda, you know, studios games, you know, that are in association with Bethesda Studios or ZeniMax or whichever one it is. Um, so Rage 2, I might pick it up. I mean, I did like Wolfenstein and it's kind of like in that realm of Wolfenstein and, and Doom as far as from those guys. Um, but I mean, so that's like two post-apocalyptic games that they have. Um, actually, I don't know if Rage. I never played Rage One, so don't quote me on Rage. It kind of looks like Mad Max, in my opinion, like their version of Mad Max. And then we had announced Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which looks like Assassin's Creed mixed with God of War. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, so it, essentially, it's it's based in Sparta this time. I might actually get this one. Um, just because it, it is dealing with the Spartans. Um, kind of one of my favorite time pieces in history is uh, Sparta, the Vikings, uh, uh, World War Two. So Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, I really liked Black Flag, just to throw that out there. I, I, not that I'm dogging on the Assassin's Creed games. I played the first one, didn't really care for it, didn't really play the second one. Um... But I did like Black Flag. I got that as a free download whenever I got my Xbox One. And I didn't really have any Xbox One games at the time, so I downloaded it and I played it for, for quite a while. I actually, I really, really enjoyed it, especially the whole pirating aspect of it. But Assassin's Creed Odyssey I probably will get because it is based in the world, you know, of Sparta and all. Which, speaking of which, another game on this list that was spoiled by uh, Canada at Walmart. So that's awesome. Uh, another, uh, as far as Assassin's Creed's Odyssey goes, um, these are just kind of like my list of of games that I know are going to be at E3. Um, if I'm excited for them, if not, uh, if I'm going to play them, if I'm going to pick them up, I will be doing. This is kind of my my E3 preview podcast where I'm just going to talk shop 
I guess I should have said this at the beginning, but uh, it's been a really long day, guys. Sorry. But <sighs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'll probably pick it up. The next set of games on this list are Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. From my understanding, this is pretty much like Pokemon Go mixed with an actual Pokemon game, um, which is what we kind of wanted Pokemon Go to be anyways. But uh, there's a lot of cool things. Uh, Obviously, you're going to have all the originals, but obviously you get a Pikachu or an Eevee that follows with you. And... uh, you can, like, link up and have other players join your world or you join other players' worlds. And uh, they'll, they'll have, like, a special Switch controller that's, like, in the shape of a Pokeball that you can use. It's pretty cool. Um, but it's essentially their first non-Pokemon Sun or Moon games coming out to the Switch. Um, uh, that is, like, a genuine Pokemon game, not like a Pokemon tournament or anything like that. So, that's going to be cool. I probably won't pick it up because I don't have a Nintendo Switch and I can't really afford a Nintendo Switch. But it does look like a great concept. Um, And, sorry, my mind's drawing a blank here, guys. Looks like a great concept. If I ever had a Switch, I probably would pick it up and I would play it, but I don't. Next, we have Mega Man 11, which is the 11th installment of the Mega Man series. I haven't played a Mega Man game since Mega Man 1, uh, and that was a really long time ago when I was a little kid, so I don't really know what to talk about much there, other than if you're a Mega Man fan, Mega Man 11 will be at E3, check it out, um, and go from there. Skull and Bones is the next game on my list. Uh, This game is pretty much take the mechanic of Assassin's Creed Black Flag, the pirating mechanic from that game, uh, more like the ship, like the ship movements and everything like that, not so much necessarily, I think, like the docking or anything like that, uh, but that's essentially what this is, it's the pirate, uh, ship warfare mechanics of Assassin's Creed Black Flag, uh, essentially, so because I really liked Assassin's Creed Black Flag, I probably will pick this up, um, hopefully they'll take a lot of fan things into consideration, and we'll let you kind of do, like, Sea of Thieves, maybe, where you can dock and you can have, like, missions on, like, islands and stuff like that. But it looks it looks really fun. Uh, I de- I'll definitely pick it up. Uh, I'm excited to see it at E3. Um, it looks like it's going to be a fun game. The next game on my list is Anthem, which is my assumption of... Let's take the mechanics of Mass Effect Andromeda and make something new because we don't want to ruin Mass Effect any more than we already have. So Anthem is what that looks like to me, is they took a lot of their uh, just kind of ideas for Mass Effect Andromeda and put it in a new world so that they wouldn't completely ruin Mass Effect. Um, Which, based on popular opinion and unpopular opinion, was ruined at the ending of Mass Effect 3 anyways, and then Mass Effect Andromeda was just considered a total scrap, um, which they hadn't even made any DLC for it, so there's that. And a lot of people speculate that there won't be any DLC for it, which is alright, I guess. I mean, I liked Andromeda. It was kind of shortish, as in the storyline goes, 
but to me, it felt like it could have been a little bit more. It felt like a lot of the same daunting stuff. But it felt like it could have been more. Like, I think the concept was great. It could have been more uh, and better, which what I think they probably did with Anthem was take that same concept but made it better um, and not in the Mass Effect realm where you're not destroying a beloved franchise, I guess. Um, the next uh, game I have on my list here is Battlefield Five. Uh, I'll probably pick it up because I'm a sucker for shooter games like this. Um, so Battlefield Five, I mean, really, what's much to talk about? If you've played one Battlefield, you played them all. There's just different tweaks for every game. Um, you know, they add different guns, take away different guns, set in different timepieces, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, the next game on my list is Call of Duty Black Ops Four, um, which I will talk a little bit about this. They're not gonna have a single player mode on this game, guys. So if you're getting Call of Duty Black Ops 4 for the hope of a single-player mode and a single-player campaign, you are out of luck. They are not doing it for this one. This one, they're actually even adding a kind of battle royal like Fortnite or PUBG uh, kind of game. You know, They're going to have a mode like that on there. And I, th- I think Battlefield 5 said that they might even talk about doing a game, a version like that a game mode like that, because it seems to me like that's kind of the game mode that we're just kind of going to now, is this massive free-for-all kind of uh, gameplay style, which is alright with me, because I like single-person free-for-all battle royals like that anyways. So Call of Duty Black Ops 4 will have that kind of mode, and, excuse me, and a lot of people are probably going to be pretty excited about it because there's a lot of Call of Duty fans out there. Uh, Call of Duty actually did one thing right on this one uh, because they noticed a trend that was out there and they're going to try to incorporate that trend into their own game so that they can sell their copies. And I mean, they already have a huge following anyways. I mean, people make multiple millions of dollars playing these games in tournaments. So... There you go, Black Ops 4, it's going to have a Battle Royal mode, and I'll probably pick it up just for the Battle Royal mode itself, because I'm a sucker like that, and so Call of Duty 4, uh, Black Ops 4, excuse me, will be at E3, another game that will be at E3, uh, or so I've read, and I'm hoping, uh, this isn't my hope list yet. But one game that is going to be at E3, maybe, we're hoping, but it looks like it will, is Kingdom Hearts 3 with an official release date. That's what we're hoping, and I'm definitely hoping because I've been waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3 since I finished Kingdom Hearts 2 back when I was like 12. So, Kingdom Hearts 3, hopefully we'll see maybe a little bit more than what we have seen. We've seen quite a bit already now, enough to know that it's actually happening but it's a matter of when we're actually going to get the game at this point now. Um, Okay, now this is kind of... uh, I just have two games on the list that other writers uh, that I've looked at have kind of speculated at. And so they think the FF7 or Final Fantasy VII Remake will make an appearance at E3 this year under the Sony slot. Um, And same thing for Kingdom Hearts 3. Kingdom Hearts 3 will probably air during the Sony slot as well. But 
Final Fantasy VII Remake should air during the Sony slot is what they're hoping. That way we can get a little bit more details on kind of like Kingdom Hearts 3. Like when are we going to get this thing because we're really wanting it and we're really waiting on it. So, but we know it's in production. We should have seen it last year, but we didn't, I don't think. But they're saying this year we definitely should see something FF7 remake related. Um, Now, as far as the Xbox side, uh, no shocker here uh, with a maybe of Halo 6 and even Gears of War 5. So, those are two huge popular franchise games on Xbox um, both of which uh, I will pick up if they both have both come out. Um, now, as far as the Xbox side goes, and as far as consoles go, you know, like PlayStation, so or PlayStation, Sony, Xbox, Microsoft, uh, Nintendo Switch. I don't think Nintendo is going to come out with any new kind of console. Um, now they might have like a maybe like a handheld that they might want to introduce or something like that because I mean, heck, we've been on the 3DS forever, but then again, they might not because the Switch is kind of their new uh, handheld and uh, home console all in one. So they probably won't. Uh, Sony, there's a lot of talks of a PlayStation Five. I don't think we'll see or hear anything about it this year. If we do. Uh, I'll be highly surprised. Um, And Xbox, I don't think that they're going to talk about anything console-related. They may talk about console updates or maybe stuff with their backwards compatibility, especially original Xbox backwards compatibility, um, which has already been a phenomenal success from my understanding. Uh, And uh, some of the games that they got are some pretty good games, like both Knights of the Old Republic games for Star Wars. Uh, I want to say some of the Star Wars Jedi Knight stuff. Um, I haven't really been able to look since uh, I unfortunately had to get rid of my Xbox. But there's a lot of uh, great games uh, that are backwards compatible for 360 and original Xbox that have started coming out. So I, I imagine they'll talk very heavily about that because it's something that we kind of wanted in the beginning but didn't get. So So now I'm going to talk about a couple games that I hope to see at E3. Um, One, which again I talked about heavily in my Fallout of Fallout 76 podcast, is I really want to see an Elder Scrolls 6. Do I think we'll get it this year? No. And the reason I say that is because of Fallout 76. Um... Now, am I hoping it'll be at next year's E3? Heck yes. But my hope is to see something Elder Scrolls 6. Even just a teaser trailer would be nice. Um, I would be down for just that. Uh, But just something. Give us something, Bethesda. Uh, Now, another game that I would really like to see is an original... Uh, non-shooter Star Wars game. Kind of like Knights of the Old Republic or kind of like uh, Jedi Knight uh, or something like along those lines is a Star Wars game that, you know, you can kind of choose to be a Jedi or choose to be a trooper or, you know, kind of like a Knights of the Republic online but console-related. A a kind of... a, A Star Wars RPG, essentially, is what I'm looking for. 
It's what I'm needing in my life. I need a new one that's not MMO related. But I'm hoping we might get something along those lines. Um, my hope at E3 every year is that Microsoft comes out with a mobile or a uh, a mobile console. You know, kind of like a Nintendo DS or something like that. My my hope has always been that Xbox announces, oh hey, you love playing your games. Well, here now take them with you. Kind of like the Switch, which the Switch may have lit a fire under PlayStation and Microsoft and shown them that hey, you know this is a very marketable thing here. Like we could actually make money if we decided to do something like this, which I doubt they will because they've always been about like. When the Xbox One came out, just dumb. Like, we want this to be the ultimate entertainment system. Watch your TV, have your sports, all that. Microsoft, you're trying to make a game console too much like PC. Keep it separated. You have PCs for a reason, and you have game consoles for a reason. Keep them separated. <laughs> and then now Sony's kind of doing the reverse effect. They were a game console trying to turn into an entertainment system. So, who knows? Because they have their own TV plan service. Sony does. Uh, is the reason why I say that. But essentially, so, E3 is next week, guys. It kicks off with Bethesda on Sunday, June 10th. Uh, this upcoming Sunday. I will be glued to the TV. I will be doing probably a couple episodes next week where I do work. I am gonna have to work next week, so I'm gonna have to come home and watch the the uh, showcases after they air, and then uh, I think I'm gonna do a review of the showcase right after I watch it, and kind of my thoughts for each showcase. I'm gonna do a Bethesda showcase, Xbox, and Sony so- showcase. So with that being said, guys, um, that's kind of all the E3 talk preview I have for you guys. Um, if you guys uh, are, if you guys are excited for anything, hit me up on Twitter. Let me know. Hit me up on Facebook. Let me know. Let me know what you guys are excited for, and you might get a shout out on the next podcast. Um, as far as that goes, uh, sorry, I've been kind of scatterbrained. We're working overtime uh, where I work, so I've been out in the heat, fried brain. So thank you guys as always for listening. Um, You guys are the greatest fans in the world. As always, keep on gaming on, and I will see you guys next week with my E3 Showcase episodes. Thank you guys. Out!